Zoop it up. Zoop it up. Zoop, zoop, zoop the house. That was a Tough Cut original song uh, called we Zoop got the House. We got him. I'd, I'd like to believe that that was candid Matthew and he didn't know we were recording. I'd, I'd oh really God, like to believe You guys got that. me as I was zooping the house. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Oh, God. You're going to have to teach all our fans how to I zoop can't believe the house. we already found the name of the episode. That's crazy. <laughs> Literally, that the, the like third set of words we said was Zoop the House. It's just hard being content creators, you know, like it's God, just like it's everything so we say is content and that's yeah. what's hard. Everything yeah. we it's, say is It's content. all highly it exportable, hard. highly viral, constantly mm-hmm. popping off. Um, anyway, with that And that said, brings us to our sponsor, Raycon. Um, uh, <laughs> Raycon Everyday Earbuds. <laughs> uh, not AJ sponsored, actually. Unless you Are you looking be. for a great way to zoop the house? <laughs> <laughs> Are you tired of your mob getting in the way when you're zooping in the house? <laughs> Tune her out with Raycon. <laughs> uh, with that, hello and welcome back. Um, if you've listened with us before, we're the Tough Cut Podcast and I'm Matthew. I'm Zoop the Woo. <laughs> and I'm Jakers. <laughs> Jakers. Zoop it up. Zoop, 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 the zoop house. it up. Zoop, zoop. I just keep thinking of the dance number in Smart House now with that. Like, that's <laughs> what that makes me think of. They would, yeah. they would get down to that. Anyway, with that. Do you think I think that song is featured in Zoop the House? <laughs> yeah, I, I I think so too. This is part three of our long movies bracket. God, so many hours wasted for this one bracket. <laughs> Um, yeah, did, uh, did any of you guys also rewatch any of the movies? <laughs> I think we've probably only gotten people to watch, hopefully, like RRR because it's newer, maybe. Yeah, I bet we inspired someone to watch RRR, and I bet someone was like, hey, watching Lord of the Rings sounds pretty fun. And they watched I bet Lord someone was already like doing it, like literally in the middle of it because mm. of like Rings mm. of Power or some shit. And there's and no, then I because, the next. because they were out. like doing their whole thing of like what you do when you watch the Lord of the Rings extended editions and you do something else while you watch them. Yeah. And they were like, oh, I'll just listen to this podcast while I have this movie on. Yeah. And they're like, this is perfect. This is perfect. Yeah, it's gotta yeah. be. Gotta be. Um, yes, part, part three of the long movies. These movies are really long. Coming at you in today's episode, though, uh, we've got two matchups for you. In the first half of the episode, we've got Lord of the Rings for Two Towers Extended Edition versus RRR. Then the second half of the episode, we've got Lord of the Rings The Turn of the King Extended Edition versus The Hateful Eight Roadshow Slash Extended Edition. Um, so should be lots of fun to be had. Zoop the house. <laughs> Zoop the house. Anyway, I... yeah, I do like a little sound cue and just cut everything up until you saying <laughs> Zoop the house. And they'll have no idea what we just spent 15 <laughs> minutes talking about. You know what else there's a lot of? Because I think you said a lot in there. This, this is going to work. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be spoiling these movies. Um, and they're long. So, you know, you probably don't even realize things we're spoiling are in the movies as we spoil them. That's there, pretty there's exciting. A, a lot at stake for these to be spoiled. Yeah, I will say I'll be talking about endings a lot in at least one of these matchups. So I, I will be spoiling. With that, shall we hop into our first matchup? Um, Alex, you want to go ahead and introduce Lord of the Rings Two Towers? You know that I do. I don't know what happens in this movie. <laughs> you pitched it. Uh, 
J.R.R. Tolkien's The Tea Towers, but it's a movie and it's really long. The gang's all split up, <laughs> but then they like slowly worm their way back together in small groups. Um, Mary and Pippin hang out with a cool tree. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Sam and Frodo got a little nasty guy with them. Mm-hmm. Faramir mm-hmm. is there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty hard, I think, to summarize the Lord of the Rings movies. Because so just much happens long in movies them. in general, I've noticed. Yeah, it's There's just so much. My, instead, because I guess that was a summary, I'm just going to say what my favorite part of this movie is. Now I got to decide what my favorite part is, guys. Why you put me on the spot like this? I know yeah, that's how the podcast your works. Favorite part? Um, yeah. Why are you demanding me to tell you my favorite part, man? Guys, guys, what's his favorite part? Um, Zoop the house. Uh, I th- I'm literally just going to say that every time I don't know what to say. Um, I think my favorite part of this movie is the entire Battle of Helm's Deep. So half the movie. That's a good favorite part because that's it's also good my favorite, favorite part. part. It's that's, so that's good. Part, that's my favorite part as well. It's such a dy- like dynamic, climactic battle. There are so many ups and downs throughout it. Um, you get like good lore in it. It's real good. It, the battle itself also follows like a three act structure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Hel- <laughs> Battle of Helm's Deep is like one of the most fucking incredible sequences. I don't put the film as maybe ambitious, but like it's very good. It's very good. It's long, so it qualifies. That's true. It's long. Uh, it's a long the, movie. The other side of this, we've got a a a, a newcomer, a titan to the. the I know we, we got is Jake. Do you want to introduce RRR? I sure do. And I also do want to say um, this movie's RRR uh, came out 2022 by SS uh, Rajamuli. I I think we made the mistake before of saying that this was a Bollywood film when in fact uh, mm. it is not a Bollywood film. Um, it mm-hmm. was just produced in um, and made in India. Um, and it's this whole like controversy. Um, I'm just I, I like educating our, our audience. You know, they might find this interesting. I do. So the Oscars will only let films that were in, claimed or labeled as international films. Um, I say it like that because they're really stupid with what they call international and what they call uh, local, whatever American films. It's very, very dumb. Uh, anyway, um, they only allow one entry. Like you can only as if you are India or if you are like you know China, if you're whatever, you can submit one film for consideration to represent your country. And everyone was like, it's so dumb. Everyone was like, oh, my God, India should submit RRR, right? That should that should be it. Um, but India decided to submit another film um, that is a remake of Cinema Paradiso. Uh, great, great movie. But people were really upset that RRR didn't get chosen. <laughs> so in order to go around it, the producers uh, who produced um, and developed it so it could go on Netflix in America said, okay, then we're going to lobby it to just be nominated for Best Picture um, under the American production. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of the drama there. Uh, film's kind of interesting. Uh, Oscars need to do better, as always. But I do, it's one of those things. I, I want them to do better, but if this gets nominated for literally anything, I will be watching and I want it to succeed. So yeah, that's just a correction there and also a little bit of history. Um for that uh this is a tale of two uh legendary revolutionaries uh and their journey far away from home uh (laughs) is how they describe it uh i think it's hilarious and i'm gonna keep saying it mostly because i just want people to see this movie um it rocks it's It's so so good good. 
literally. Yeah. This is just like I still think of it, and when I I, I think of just chemistry, I just like I ha I haven't seen such great chemistry with two people as like I was so invested in a friendship. I felt like I was like writing like a fanfic. I've never reached that level of like care for characters <laughs> or like that I felt like I was invested in their relationship. Like I'm not really like a fanatic in that way. But holy mm. shit, was I in it for the long haul with these two. Like, this was, yeah. this would emotionally, and it did emotionally cripple me a couple times, but this would have, like, broken me if it didn't end up the way it ended up. So, you know, picking up from um, something we were talking about a little bit with Lord of the Rings Two Towers that I think is probably an interesting conversation. I think to some extent, both of these films it's not quite as clear in RRR have kind of like extended climactic sequences. Yeah. Um, RRRs traverse a couple different places with some lengthier low points. But I, I think we essentially have like a handful of back to back set pieces. What do you guys make of these movies climaxes in almost specifically the, the very last like ending resolutions you get Gandalf charging down the hill with the supporting army and you have our our two boys literally fucking killing the uh the <laughs> the British governor of India so um, and destroying his entire mansion like those very ending sequence what, what do you guys make of them what do you prefer what do you so like about them each yeah, I, I actually like this is this is a great thing because I kind of want to talk about something these two films do really well is and I feel like you have to do this for a long movie, especially if it's an action movie. They're they're edging us. We are being edged. We are being titillated <laughs> like we are. I'm there is no other way to put it. I was being edged the whole time with both these movies. And it's hard because I'm trying so hard not to just have recency bias uh, with RR because it feels <laughs> new and fresh, but it also feels new and fresh, so you have to give it credit. But the way that Two Towers edges <laughs> and the way that RRR edges, uh, I think RR is just so fun because they like it edges me way more and in a way more like kind of like well, visually. I think it's very way. different, like because yeah. RRR has those like really smooth fluid action sequences and it, the whole movie does such a good job of like pushing you and pushing you and pulling you to that next little like awesome kick-ass scene you know mm -hmm. um whether it's like a cool sick-ass fight or just like an awesome dance sequence um <laughs> yeah it really is trying to like edge you and make you get like the absolute most out of every single one of its scenes i think what is different about that compared to two towers and the lord of the rings trilogy in general is that they are largely they're not trying to do that like they're giving you midpoint climaxes and things like that but they are hundred percent meant to be constantly building right the midpoint action sequences and things are never they they never make you think like oh this is the biggest it's gonna get right because constantly there's the bigger threat, the bigger threat. It's almost like two towers. You you know that there is this looming bit in the future that's kind of casting a shadow over everything where RRR, it's constantly like not necessarily reintroducing or, or reinventing what that entity in the distance is, but like 
there's there is more finality for each set of these big scenes in RRR. So you, I I feel like it pushes you almost to like euphoric completion multiple <laughs> times. Whereas yeah. Lord of the Rings is like building up to that one big one. You know, yeah, it, it's, it's like really many because... little nut little nuts to one big nut, <laughs> one yeah. super nut. But it one culminates to like nut. they're probably the same. <laughs> No, no, I activated several him. baby nuts. It, um, <laughs> what I what's interesting about RRR, and I'm I'm glad you brought it up, Matt, is that like you're totally right. Every single one of the action sequences in RRR, and I think this goes to what we talked about last week of like RRR. You think it's going to end, and then just keeps going and gets better. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, so many of the action sequences in RRR could have just been the end of the movie. Huh. Um, it probably should have like, been. These men should be dead. <laughs> These. <laughs> But, like, they're all so good. Like, the movie could have ended after the first action sequence when, um, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the character's name. Raja? Yeah, Beam and Raja. Yeah, Beam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when mm-hmm. Raja is, like, getting the guy for the British officers. Like, that action sequence was good enough where it could have been the end of the movie, right? There are so many good It's ones. just, like, it's challenging you as an audience to your face being like, you fucking like that? We know you like that. Here's something fucking else. <laughs> like, take it. Like, it's taking <laughs> me forcefully. We're like, Two Towers is is a separate experience because it's telling you, like, here's all this shit. We're expanding. Yeah, we're fucking expanding. You like that? You like this detail? You like that there's going to be more of this shit? Yeah, you do. And, like, that's great, too. But, we're like, well, would so you rather have the- one big completion <laughs> or <laughs> would you rather have a bunch of I, i'm not even gonna say mini a bunch of like mid-size they substantial sedan, sedan. <laughs> like, mid-size sedan mid-size sedan completions and two also still a satisfying completion so i think though two tower they're very tonally different right like rrr i think you're going <laughs> yeah. in you start watching that movie and it's just like oh shit this slaps this is so cool and fun where Lord of the Rings, like, one, Two Towers is a middle movie. So, like, you know it's not ending in this one. And this is the, like, beginning of the hopelessness that, like, pervades yeah. the rest of the series. It has you know? to be a low point to, like, kind of rise us up for the third. But I yeah. just imagine from your sentence, <laughs> imagine if totally Two Towers was shot like our <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Imagine the dance sequences we could have gotten. Okay, Ugh. and fine if you did that. Finally, Legolas uh, shield boarding down that staircase would make <laughs> yeah. sense. It yeah, would. that scene would be unchanged. It would. <laughs> Maybe they needed more of it. Honestly, <laughs> oh, just uh, imagine. Like, I don't even know. Aragorn carrying Legolas on his shoulders as he shoots guys, <laughs> like <laughs> snipes them with his bow, and just. I don't know. Some just obs- the most absurd Legolas shit shooting arrows into Gimli's axe, and <laughs> Gimli bats them away with the axe into other people. Oh my god! Yeah, that would be sick. The Ents take on Saruman <laughs> with a dance battle. Yeah. Now we're just describing Fortnite, unfortunately. This is just <laughs> <all> <laughs> unfortunately just describing Fortnite. So true. I, I, I think that this is such a tough matchup, not just because like these movies have philosophically different approaches to Mm -hmm. like creating their conclusions or telling their stories, but just like, I feel like, like everything 
is done so well in both of these movies Mm. from characters to like the story arcs to themes. There's a lot going on in Mm. these two, three hour plus movies. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like I don't even know (laughs) where to go to, to continue disentangling these, you know? Well, you know, here's one thing I did want to mention. I don't know if it will necessarily help you, um, but it's something I need to get off my chest. Two Towers leads up to the spider scene in the third one. By that nature, Jake doesn't like it. And I hate it. No, no, we'll get to that next. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I owned the video game Two Towers. I owned the GameCube, like, one of those. You know, they used to make, like, video games out of like every movie like almost immediately like that was like a big thing especially like on gamecube i remember like all the time there were like you know the 007 games there were Mm -hmm. lord of the rings games they're like they they loved making these two towers was one of the most fun uh it was so fun the battle of helms like it was so fun but it was also very hard so that that's kind of playing on your head. So actually, I want to chime in with a similar experience. Okay, um, cool. Thank God. In, um, <laughs> in uh, well, one, RR would probably make a terrific video game. Oh, my God. It'd be so fun. Holy shit. It'd be so such fun. a good video game. It, it would be insane. Um, oh, my God. I'd want it to be VR so I could try doing the suspender stance <laughs> oh with it. Like, it's an endurance challenge and you have to, there, like... I bet in single player, it would be like you can swap back and forth between the characters. But in multiplayer, like, one of you would be Beam and one of you would be oh, Raja. It'd oh be so fun. It'd be sick. Uh, co-op game of the century. Um, but what I actually wanted to chime in with is that uh, there's actually a Left 4 Dead 2 mod to play <laughs> zombies. Um, where you do the battle <laughs> for Helm's Deep. <laughs> No way! Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's literally just the battle for Elm's Can Deep, we play it? Can you and I? Can we figure that out? Can we play? I, I will I literally buy to. a ticket to and stay in your fancy, <laughs> fancy home just so we could have a solder day and then follow it up by Left 4 Dead. Uh, Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep. Wow. Yeah, it's sick. Like the bomb destroys the wall. You keep continually oh. getting pushed further and further to the it interior. It was so and- hard in the GameCube game. It was so hard. The fact that just like some dude out there made this though as a mod <laughs> for Leopard Dead is absurd. That's I um, mean that's powerful. Lord of the Rings is power. Like you, for, you almost forget sometimes how much of like fan culture is, and like Lord of the Rings has a lot of fans. Yeah, so it's a very a popular lot of people franchise. that, as we are seeing with the Fallout. Well, not so much Fallout. Most people generally are enjoying Lord uh, Rings of Power. Yeah. Um. However, there is a contingent on the internet that are just dumb and mad about every little thing. And I think it's so funny. Bound to be. Yeah. Um, Bound which, to be. Uh, not that we're, I don't know, internet drama guys or something, but I'm a <laughs> huge fan now. of author Neil Gaiman. Oh, and love that somehow, because he made a tweet being like, I think the show's pretty good. <laughs> a bunch of fucking morons think he, like, wrote or directed the show oh my god i saw him barraging him with like when you for next season don't you dare do this and he's like i I, whenever i am working on (laughs) rings of power i'll be sure not to do that it's just funny that he keeps responding to i love neil gaiman that's so he's he's one of my favorite people that is great it's so good anyway but yeah there is 
an unmistakable fandom around Lord of the Rings, which is part of what makes this conversation, I think, really tough, is that there is an undeniable cultural impact that those films had. And I think Two Towers, of course, plays a big role in that. Yeah. Um, do we do you like what is going to come of the legacy of RRR? You know, it is not a Bollywood film. So it seems that the Indian powers that may be are, are maybe trying to promote other cultural soft power over it. So, like, do you think that, you know, is is this movie going to stand the test of time? I think it really depends. And kind of like, I'm glad that I mentioned all the specifics of like what they're trying to do for Best Picture and stuff. Like, at least, look, I, I get that I'm also impartial because this is my side of like Twitter, my side of social media. And also, Twitter is not a real space. So, uh, you know, people <laughs> <laughs> like, people say some shit and it could just not be true in real life. Um, and I just think that you if if it does get nominated and it does have this big community who's really rallying around it then um yeah i mean it could be remembered it's obviously not going to be as remembered as lord of the rings but i will say and this is my opinion and this is where i can differ from you guys because you know i i feel like am less of a lord of the rings fan than y'all and so i can find more things like i i i can what like i i can say things that aren't totally positive about it for me, sure. Two Towers is like probably the. I love Helm's Deep. I love the video game. But um, as far as like when I think of Lord of the Rings, I think of the first and third more than I think of Two Towers. And that's just like for if we're talking cultural relevance and stuff like this one, you have to have a second movie and it has to be good enough to like propel the third and do whatever. So it is important. And I get that as like, you know, as a fan, as a filmmaker, like I, I get it. But still for me, I think that. If we're talking all the Lord of the Rings, I think this is when people say they love the Lord of the Rings and stuff like they include this, but as a picture of the other two. When we talked about Fellowship and when we talked about Return of the King, I'm more easily able to just think of those movies. Um, when it's Two Towers, it, it usually leads to, yes, and it's building because of this and like because where it fits in the grand scheme. But if we're just comparing Two Towers to RRR, I think for me, there's an edge, um, at least a little bit with RR, because I think it just it just stands out more to me. I, I think that there there's probably something to that to some extent. However, I do think that it's hard to understate the cultural value that the Battle for Helm's Deep had. Sure. Um, sure. I think it has gone on to inspire a ton of cinematic approaches to battles, which you can probably all date back to Akira Kurosawa if you're really trying. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't pitch any of his movies for long. That's on you. Hey, hey, hey. Shut your little mouth. There's a good reason for it. Um, but uh, hey, I mean, if we're talking about cinematic battles, though, RRR also takes a very creative it, approach. That, but and that's that's kind of the the piece I want to give here is that, like, there is probably some kind of DNA somewhere in RRR's battle scenes of that that are inspired by or at least I don't know, filmically inspired by how Two Towers approach it. You know, it reinvented the modern approach to filming large battles. But RR is almost, in my mind, like another reinvention of just like, or or even like a perfection of just like fucking insanity put to mm -hmm. screen <laughs> for all of its battle sequences. Mm -hmm. Like, it is nearly impossible for me to say if I prefer the like desperation and fantasy realism stoked deep inside the battle for Helm's Deep, the moments without music, the the somber bits, the mm -hmm. progressive holding on for the, the daybreak and just the 
flush of emotions as Gandalf is charging down that hill mm-hmm. compared with just like the mouth agape, like what will they do next? A guy yeah. has two fucking rifles standing on the being held up on the back of his friend fucking <laughs> sniping guys as he's like climbing over walls and towers. It's like, how do you, how do you think of that? Yeah. And then the, you put yeah. it to, you, you put it to screen and it looks good. Like, yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's just, it's insane. Both of these to both of these films credit though, on paper, I feel like both of these movies should fail. You know, they're, they're very big projects. They're very big projects to pull off. I just think it's extra bonkers. What the fuck RRR was doing because it leads more into like a, I don't want to use the word fun because two towers is also fun. It's just like fun in a different way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't I know think the word like, if you can help. Yeah. I love two towers and I don't think that this discredits two towers, but like mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings was going to have epic battles and maybe they weren't guaranteed to be as good as they ended up being, mm-hmm. but they were always going to be good, right? People were always going to like them. And I, I don't think that discredits it. But RRR, I feel like, took a huge gamble with its action sequences. Um, and they end up making the movie, right? Like, they're so ridiculous. But the way that they just go, like, full in on making these two guys just the coolest, sickest, most powerful, awesome people in the entire world, it rocks. It's so good. Yeah, and, and they pull it off. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> those guys could beat me up. And I would want them to. That guy is one of the like sweetest motherfuckers ever. He's so sweet. He was so kind. He's like such a like nervous cutie with that like whatever white woman. Uh, And then I still look at him and be like, I, he would kill me. He would (laughs) murder me. (laughs) You know, I mean, the first character intro of the other dude literally is him taking on like a thousand people and winning. Oh my god, it's so cool. it, It's such that an absurd character introduction. <laughs> that might be my favorite scene in the whole movie. Really? It, yeah. It's one of my it's favorite so character good. intros because I literally like mouth agape whole time. I'm like in this ride like. Uh, <laughs> and it's yeah. like because his character is so fresh in that moment. You're like, he's the protagonist. He's probably going to succeed. But you're like, you have no idea how until he's like throwing 20 people off of his back at one time and you're like oh i see how now like he's just gonna brute force his way through a crowd of thousands Mm -hmm. yeah oh my god it's really good and so what so both of these movies are actually not that far off in terms of the the budget to make them wow um about 70 million dollars to make RRR and it you know it's about 90 something million for Lord of the Rings which one you know Lord of the Rings it was obviously like absurd for the time but it was a huge undertaking to make these three movies that's 90 million just for this one not for the whole trilogy obviously mm-hmm. um but RRR is actually the most expensive indian movie ever made wow Makes and sense. that is very interesting to me however it kind of puts into context like this movie looks great I think all of its CGI is done really well. I think in general is actually like shot well. Mm-hmm. Like there yeah. are super interesting, interesting compositions. Yeah. We get lots of the like beautiful sets, tons of characters, costumes, and so many other things. It's just kind of wild. Um, how how actually you know? I mean, speaking thirty million dollars or twenty million dollars in the terms of movies is pretty insignificant. But like, I don't know. If if you if RRR had been given like a 
defining amount of money for like modern American cinema for like a blockbuster movie. Imagine what on earth they could have done with it. You know, yeah, what else <laughs> could you even? It, it was the third highest grossing Indian film. I think RR is. Uh, That's crazy. Wow. I, it's yeah. just, I feel like the more like I love Lord of the Rings. I am so attached to it as a series. I think it is a fantastic accomplishment that they're as good as they Absolutely. are. On the other hand, I feel like the more I learn about RRR, its production, its potential cultural impact, it's all so impressive that this movie about two anti-imperialists just like blows me away by how good it is. Yeah. Like this movie does not have the genre defining power that Lord of the Rings does. What like they, they were adapting the work that defined modern fantasy, you know? Absolutely. That is not right. the case for RRR, and it still manages to like hold its own in this arena. And that's so impressive to me. I think there's another thing. And and I may, you know, sometimes I, a lot of times on this show, I we're getting towards like the end of it or whatever, and I shoot myself in the foot and say some shit that sways, <laughs> sways y'all's foot. <laughs> it happens more often than sometimes. For me, and again, speaking of as a Lord of the Rings fan, if, if we're talking long movies... And we watched these movies, you know, and and we did it because you know, we love it. We're, we're people who like watching movies. Obviously, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if we didn't. And I would more be comfortable and excited recommending RRR to anyone than I would Two Towers. Interesting. And that's that's not like a slight on Two Towers. That's just more like. Look, I know some people will think this is extended edition, you know, as well. Like there's everyone talks about how it's like, oh, like it's so long. You know, there's a bunch of rolling hills and stuff, which is like it, it, it's not true. <laughs> like it's we like it. And so whatever. It also is true to a certain degree. But I just think this movie made me so excited to share it with people. And Two Towers, mm-hmm. like I'm so glad I know it and I appreciate it, but I wouldn't necessarily go out of my way to recommend it like i've been going out of my way to recommend this film so jake unfortunately i do kind of think for me you've shot yourself in the foot with that one because i was kind of on the fence but then i kind of also disagree with you and maybe this is philosophically what i think about long movies but Mm -hmm. i think like lord of the rings extended edition specifically if Someone like we talking Lord all of- the movies or are we talking just two towers? I think all of them, but you know, for me, two towers, because two towers is my favorite. Okay. Um, if I am talking to someone and I don't think you should recommend long movies to everyone, like not everyone wants to watch a long movie. Not everyone yeah, wants true, to sit for, for sure. three, four hours. True. Um, if someone likes Lord of the Rings, two towers, I am more excited to tell them about, oh, well, have you seen Lord of the Rings, two towers extended edition? than I am if someone's like, hey, I want to watch an action movie. And I'm like, well, have you seen RRR? RRR is really good. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. But like, if you like Lord of the Rings and haven't seen the extended editions, I am so excited for you to see the extended editions. Because I don't think like, long movies aren't for everyone. I don't think everyone needs to like a long movie. But if someone would like it, I am more excited for them to watch it than I am for them to watch RRR. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know if I, I don't. I just think fundamentally, I don't agree. Just stylistically, I just think like no matter what, I'd be more excited for RR because I think it offers more of that like 
wow factor for me. I think Lord of the Rings Two Towers offers more like if you like it, you're going to really like the extended edition for sure. But you have to get through both those barriers. Whereas RRR, I'm pretty confident if you have someone who's willing to like watch this movie, like they're they're going to like it. Um, And that's that's just me. But it's also like I, I know that's a style like preference thing, but that's definitely I just think it's insane. It's tough. I th- I think I, I land somewhere in between the two. I think, Alex, you make a fantastic point where introducing someone who already likes Lord of the Rings to the extended editions that more deeply embrace the world is such a like pleasant thing to get to do. But RRR in some ways is like a truly modern take on a spectacle film. And I want people to watch it basically anyone and i know it's a tough buy-in but i'm you know on the say at the same time like i'm also kind of with jake that like i want people to see this movie because i think that like once you get past the hump that it's long you will probably like it or hopefully like it it's really tough because i i see both perspectives and i think there's probably some truth in both of them 100 percent. with that well said, luckily we're not voting just because we would recommend these movies true we would be mad people if we did that with uh, long movies <laughs> yeah with, with that said we do need to vote well so. as usual it sounds like jake and i are on two different ends of this spectrum and matt is smack dab in the middle so jake wanna wanna slide our votes in real quick absolutely i will be voting for rrr and i will be voting for Lord of the Rings Two Towers Extended Edition. And I, I can't even fall back on the which cast would I, I rather have a, a splendid night in with and stroke upon their muscled physiques because we've got plenty of hot boys in both of these casts. <laughs> plenty of hot boys. Plenty of hot boys. You know what we didn't talk about for both of these movies? They got both got both got some cool bow and arrow scenes. That's true. A lot of, a lot of cool bow and arrows. That's very true. One's popping through the trees. One sliding down the stairs. I <laughs> I think I'm going to vote for RRR here. Not necessarily oh, yeah. that I like it more as a movie, because I, I, I think I love both of these films in different ways. I think it comes down to that spectacle piece. This is such a fantastic take on like a modern spectacle movie. And I think it uses its time so wisely. Whereas for like the average person buying into a super long fantasy, like somewhat sad fantasy movie, I feel like might be <laughs> a little bit tougher in some way. Mm, um, yeah. But that also could just be I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I that's like a perfect summarization of my reasoning for the vote. Here. No, it, it's hard. It's hard because um, I love both of these films, but I, I'm going to vote for RRR. So it will be advancing to our long movies finale. And there is one more chance for Lord of the Rings to make it. Um, all the way uh alex if you want to go ahead and introduce return of the king yeah return of the king uh they're still split up at the beginning of this one but they're slowly squirming their way back together um a lot of them end up at Mysterith. it's a big white city on a cliff and uh fro and sam still got that nasty guy but they're in the scary dark place at the end of the day the ring melts um yeah stranger things is there (laughs) <laughs> there's like a big tower and it falls down uh and then frodo lives but then he decides to go off to elf heaven true true i think everything i said that time was different than what i said in the last summary of this movie yeah, it's, a, it's a it's a it's, it's a, a long one, one. It's, it's a, a big movie 
Perfect. Jake, do you want to go ahead and introduce Hateful Eight? Yeah. Yeah, this is Hateful Eight, the eighth film by Quentin Tarantino, 2015. Uh, this is about a couple of people just hanging out in a cabin snowed in in uh, post-Civil War Wyoming. And people start dying and they're like, the fuck's that about? Crazy snow day. Crazy snow day is the alter- alternative. Look, I- I'll be completely candid. You ever know... Like no, you're 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 fighting an uphill battle here. You ever you ever know? You ever like <laughs> yeah, be on maybe. the podcast? <laughs> you ever be on the podcast and just like no? I actually fundamentally don't know if most of our audience members know the experience of being on this podcast. I don't well, know if I, most of our I'm audience talking, members I'm do, but I Ash. certainly do. I'm talking. You're to talking Ash. to Ash. <laughs> I'm pleading to Ash right now. You ever you ever feel that? He Look, really loved that Goosebumps episode. I am not. <laughs> I, I, I am not gonna sit here and pretend. I don't know what's gonna go down. What? <laughs> However, I, <laughs> I just I'm gonna say the things I have to say as if I were arguing with two same people who didn't love Lord of the Rings as much as they do, and. <laughs> I already know I'm going to be met with backlash. Everything I say will be like, but wait, but also the other thing. But also, I think you're wrong because this does it better. I But actually, in the lore of the books, that orc is really cool and does this. <laughs> and like, don't get me wrong. I love y'all for it. I love y'all for it. And here's the thing. When we get to our finals, I think I, I will have a better time because, look, I like the Hateful Eight. Do I think it's a probably a better movie than Return of the King Standard Edition? I don't know. <laughs> what is this argument? Where <laughs> I'm basically qualifying everything right now before I get attacked. I'm I'm attacking myself and the movie first before you guys get a chance to. Um, okay, okay. One of my main uh, things that I was gonna say that I know will be disagreed upon. Look, <laughs> it's fine. At the end of the Hateful Eight, I gained way more satisfaction immediately watching Daisy hang uh, than I did hmm. with Return of the King Extended Edition. Uh, I just thought it just kind of like... So, yeah. Jake <laughs> prefers killing women to going to <laughs> Racist white women, maybe. Jake maybe. prefers what? killing women to short kings. Racist Rude. murderous criminals yeah yes okay fair 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 he he believes in capital punishment i believe in capital (laughs) 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 just grumping on you finish your thought finish your thought i just like i genuinely i remember watching this film and being just so satisfied because like of how like it was building all that i was like is daisy gonna get away with this shit and just how horrid she just kept on like Getting, building, building, and and rooting for Sam Jackson as I did, uh, you know, in in the film, um, and and then <laughs> begrudgingly almost for um, <laughs> the sheriff of Red Rock as well. Um, <laughs> I just wanted them to see so bad, but and I, when I knew that they were gonna die, I was like, if Daisy doesn't fucking hang, I just think they built up that conclusion so well that when she hung, I was so. And that, that could be saying a lot for me that I have this innate bloodlust that I need to see <laughs> justice. Like, maybe I need to suit up as Batman. I don't know. Um, it all comes together. But like Return of the King. And look, see, I'm even avoiding the whole uh, spider in the room thing. Uh, Return <laughs> of the King. I just think, yes, it, it did deliver on giving us an ending 
but I do still think it takes a long ass time to get there for me to feel an immediate satisfaction. There could be an overwhelming, like overarching. Yes, we did it. We're at this journey. Hooray for our characters. But something about that immediate watching her hang and just being tying my hands and being done with it. I'm like, "Mm, yeah. Hmm. Okay. I am very proud of you. Thank you. For being brave enough to share your opinion. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so Um, scared. And truth be told, I think if I hadn't recently rewatched Return of the King Extended Edition, I might have agreed with you. Mm. I had the absolute joy of watching this movie uh, with my wife for the first time through. That's nice. Um, we Damn had it, that's previously, Fuck. we had previously attempted to watch all of them in one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course it fell through several times doing so, which means we never got to return of the King. Mm-hmm. So this was her first time ever seeing yeah. it actually through the whole way. And we didn't watch them in a row. So like I was explaining things to her, but it was not like built on the back of she had just watched two towers. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't home when I watched Fellowship of the Ring, so she hadn't watched Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. She was sobbing at the end Love of the it. movie. Like, she was impacted so powerfully by it. So, like, yeah, it's a long movie, but I think it's such a satisfying ending if you really are just, like, sitting there in it. And I know I agree with you. I think the Hateful Eight has a great ending. It's really powerful. It feels pretty good. But uh, and I maybe I could have been persuaded that like alone watching Return of the King is not as satisfying an ending as like the whole thing together. And so that makes it a weaker movie. But like her reaction watching this movie showed me that it is still incredibly powerful. And so I just I mean, you at the end of the day, I just disagree. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I will say before, because I'd love to hear Matthew's, you know, thoughts on my comments as well. Uh, I think it's a great thing to have seen someone watch it for the first time. I, I do think a first time watch um, with this movie, like Return of the King ex- extended, like I think, yeah, you can get all those emotions. And I think that's great. And I will give that credit because that that's that's great. That's powerful. I think because I've seen it before. I was getting a little impatient watching it. and But with Hateful Eight, I feel like the pacing is just a little bit better for me. And so I'm all, like, I've seen Hateful Eight a couple times now. Like, I am always satisfied at that ending. Whereas Return of the King, I'm not always satisfied. Hmm. No. Matthew. <laughs> a lot to think about here. I think Hateful Eight has a very satisfying ending. Again, it's hard. It's a little bit hard for me to think about the very first time I saw this movie, mm-hmm. but I, I I feel like I came into it with a kind of foregone conclusion that pretty sure basically all these fucking people are gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Once you hit like two thirds through the runtime, I'm like, oh yeah, no, they're they're like, I don't think anyone's getting out of this mess. Right. And even expecting a very bloody ending, I think <laughs> watching them. Um, hang Daisy and then reading the Lincoln letter is such a fucking fantastic ending because it you know it it brings so many plot points full circle you get this moment of camaraderie between two men who know they're going to bleed to death before anyone's going to get here to help them and I think that that's all 
really fantastically done. Hateful Eight is a fairly intimate movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to learn a lot about most of these characters, or many of them, maybe not most of them, because half of them are living a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I think it pulls it off really, really well. Lord of the Rings is a going for a very different thing. It is going for this grand and epic just stunning conclusion to the previous nine hours of movie that you'd already watched, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> presumably. And I'm not necessarily saying it's more impressive or better to go epic than it is to go intimate. There are different skill sets, different types of stories, different approaches. However, I think there is maybe a hell of a lot more riding on Return of the King pulling it off. And it, I think it does pull it off. Whereas Hateful Eight, I think you could have been, you know, it's a one off. You could be pretty happy with the ride. And if it fizzled rather than banged in the end, you might still be like satisfied as a film goer. Maybe not like, hell yeah, it might be like, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I gave a very non-committal answer. Uh, and that's honestly better than <laughs> that's better than what I was, you know, thinking was going to happen. So that's a that's a net win for Jake. Yeah. Jake, what's your second point? Jake forgot. <laughs> <laughs> what's your All right, next we uh, we ready to vote. <laughs> here, 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 here. Uh, Jake, in the wise words of, uh, I don't know, some head in Harry Potter. It's going to be a bumpy ride. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah. Yikes. Um, look, if it wasn't for the spider and Return of the King... <laughs> I would probably be right there with you because genuinely thinking about everything else, I do, I really stand by my point that I think the ending of Hateful Eight is better. And upon a rewatch, I would, I I would find it's more satisfying each time. I think it's more like, it's just, it's like, I, I revisit Hateful Eight and it's like an easier pill to swallow than going into Return of the King and swallowing it. I know that Return of the King is good. And I'm trying really, really hard. I really promise you to take away that I know that if I want to watch Return of the King and rewatch it, I know I have to get through something that terrifies me. They need to make the spider cut for you. Yeah. But like, (laughs) I also know that it's, I know that it's good. I I just, I get another kind of satisfaction. From Hateful Eight. From Hateful Eight. And that's, that's just, that's just me. I don't know. I don't know. Let me pose something to the two of you, because I, I it feels correct inside of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like I need some validation. There is something somewhere that I feel like Samuel L. Jackson's character, one Marquise Warren, mm-hmm. could kill the Witch King. Thoughts? <laughs> 100%. It'd be fun. I would love the dialogue that would happen uh, <laughs> in that moment more than anything. You know what? I kind of agree. And I wonder if it would be a fun, like, kind of racist spin on it where, like, the Witch King is racist mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. like, only considers, only considers him, like, three-fourths of a man. Exactly. Uh. And so he's like, I'm only three-fourths of a man. Shoots Maybe. him in the face. <laughs> That's pretty um, fun. I also don't think it's headcanon the Witch King is racist. I think he probably just is. He's just super yeah. racist. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Well, I'm glad we agreed on that part. Yeah, agree. Uh, Conversation over. Are we ready to vote? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I can. I I mean, here's the thing. I honestly, like, I knew that I would be the one carrying any kind of comparison with these two movies. 
I, I, I'm curious if you have any other thoughts, you two, about it. But if not, I know where we're at here. I will not play games. And I don't think the audience is playing any games either. I know they're listening at this point just to hear our silly little sexy voices. Mm. But I there's mean, no mystery. So this kind of also, in a way, gets into my kind of feelings of long movie. And maybe it's because of how I watched Hateful Eight. I watched the Netflix edition where it's four episodes. So it was broken up and felt rushed in some places and Mm -hmm. like really long in others, which Mm. granted, I mean, same for Lord of the Rings, right? Like it's a really long movie. There are parts that are slow and there are parts that are fast. Mm -hmm. Um, True, True. But like Lord of the Rings to me, Return of the King extended edition feels like a good <laughs> long movie and i didn't get that vibe hmm. watching hateful eight and it's i think it is specifically because of how they cut it it's your experience because the yeah. it's my experience because the break between like the third episode and the fourth episode is channing tatum shooting him in the balls so it like ends on a cliffhanger which is I mean, like so does cool. the chapter right no but like in like the regular cut but. right but like in the regular cut, it just like goes right into it. In the way that I watched it, he shoots him in the balls and it's like a TV cliffhanger. And then the next episode, like you have to wait for the next episode to start. There are like credits, like it has to load up. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know that's very specific. You have to, to my sit with the fact that you it. forgot that Channing Tatum was in the movie and he shows <laughs> up again. And then you're like, holy well, fucking shit. We're like, I in actually, the-, <laughs> the, the, ep- the point of it rocked because I didn't know Channing Tatum was in the movie. So yeah. it was like very cool and exciting to see, but it still was just like, it took me out of the experience because mm-hmm. of the medium I was watching it in. So that's a shame. Let me track, track this back for a second. Um, you, you think that you think it's a good movie, but you don't think it's a good long movie. I think the way that I watched it did not feel like I was watching a long movie. Like mm. it didn't feel like I was watching a movie. It felt like I was watching. That's a, a shame because I literally picked this movie because of my experience in the theaters yeah, with it, and it that sucks. sucks. Because that actually like the sucks. whole like overturn intermission that I had, it was like beautiful. Ugh. Yeah, I was I was just gonna r- run this back and be like, well, Barry Barry Lyndon <laughs> is uh, is a <laughs> continuous movie. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, jokes, but there's a different. But I thought that was a bad long movie. That's the difference. <laughs> Damn, don't like, like, while he's down. I thought <laughs> the Hateful Eight was good. I just didn't feel it was like a movie. <laughs> Alex prefers not a movie over bad long movie. Okay, okay, cool, cool. I just wanted to start to put together the the flow chart here, and I think I got a good picture. Um, so he's holding a knife right now. He's like doing one of those things where he's smiling, but he's just, I feel like to spite me, he's going to vote for hatefully. Let's go. We get the spite vote. That'd be pretty sicko mode of me. Hey, Matthew, I'll literally vote Barry Lyndon as well right now. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, unfortunately, (laughs) that's not where this episode's at. Um, and we do need to vote here. So. With that said, uh, Alex doesn't think that April Eight didn't feel like yeah, it was I a guess, movie. Yeah, I'm I'm the most defined. Well, Jake and I it, once again the normal thing. Uh, I'm voting for <laughs> Return of the King Extended Edition. I'm voting um, for the Jake hateful doesn't eight. like the spider. So <laughs> yeah, I can in good conscience vote on something that terrifies me, but I will be open about it in the final. I do promise. Um, and that leaves it to me. Oh, um, if if it makes it to the final, sorry. <laughs> so, Spence. 
<laughs> yeah, suspense. Um, and seeing as I cannot vote for Barry Lyndon in this matchup, <laughs> constantly never able to vote for my true heart. Um, well, actually. Sam Jackson's character was inspired by Barry Lyndon. <laughs> <laughs> See, man. It mixed with a bit of Akira Kurosawa. <laughs> Oh god! Oh boy! It's everything Matt loves. And think about it; it's almost like Hateful Eight is a saw trap. If you really Ooh, think about it, yeah, because yeah. They're, they're stuck there. Yeah, and getting shot in the and balls. Jigsaw would probably do that. Murder's distasteful. I'm voting for Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. You played yourself, Jake. Once again, Jake played yourself in the. End. I always do. I always do. Jigsaw would never murder anyone. Murder's yeah. distasteful. Murder's distasteful. Uh, <laughs> with that uh, uh, thing, I don't even know if that was a uh, voting. It was. We voted. It's democratic. Um, we have our finale lined up with RRR versus Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Return of the King standard edition. It's going to be a doozy. It'll be a doozy. Um, so if you enjoyed today's show, go ahead and review it on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Follow us on social media at Tough Cut Pod. Who should they share today's episode with? <laughs> send it oh you go you no go. you mine go. Was you go no mine you was go. really no dumb. i want to hear go. it now no mine was dumb you go i was gonna say share it with anyone at all that you know is a fan of barry linden because i know that'll be a new demographic that we have <laughs> yeah I, it's someone who has not yet seen the show <laughs> there there are literally a dozen of us <laughs> got any berry heads in the house and i'm not talking the hbo show sorry actually we call ourselves lindeners <laughs> i am literally falling asleep listening to this conversation <laughs>